I so I remember telling you don't have to know what you want to do or what you want to be, but do it well. Yep. And you don't have to have the answers. Because does anyone? By the way, that was the thing. Like, and I remember saying like, and I, he wasn't the only one. There's several where I was like, you don't have to have life's answers at 25 years old, at 20 years old, at 27 years old, at 30 years old. You don't have to have the answers. Yeah. Because everything changes. Your life can change very quickly. Welcome, everyone, to uh, another episode of Dear Lander, a purely Land Diego podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jordan. I'm Amara. And today we have a very special guest. Angie! Angie! Yes, I man. love you guys. <laughs> Angie. What's going on? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing very well. Summer is in full swing. Uh-huh. Swinging it up. What are you swinging with? Anything I got. <laughs> yeah, Angie. Straight up. It's full battle. Full battle. Yeah, I bet the bake shop is like kind of out of control. I mm-hmm. On the 4th, you guys were open and then you had to close because you had so many people. We right? always close during the parade oh, because yeah. I don't mm-hmm. do drunk people in bathrooms. Oh, you're the best. Yeah. yeah. That's so smart. <laughs> For sure. That is so, so smart. Matt Y'all, is my doorman. He I, kicks everyone out. Sweet. What is it? Does, does he like raise voice or what? Is he like, all right. <laughs> he he stands at the door, little, you know, little <laughs> elbows out. You sweet. can't come in. You got to go out. Sorry. We want to enjoy the fourth too. That's, I love that. That is sweet. That is, it's brilliant. And also, I love the fact that you're like, it's the fourth. Everyone should enjoy it. Not just you. Yeah. I know we own this business, but Was there we a- want to enjoy it too. That's awesome. I, I do want to enjoy it too. It's one of my favorite things I like about to blow you. things up. Was there <laughs> a, a time when y'all did do the, the parade? Has that happened? Where y'all were like, were, um, were open through the parade? Never. Okay. That is so that smart. Is I was going to say, it was probably smart, year yeah. one, and she was like, nah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. After that line of people, I mean, it was just nonstop drinks. I mean, you mm-hmm. can, and you can only move so quickly, and mm-hmm. it's a coffee shop, not a bar. Because yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. 4th of July. So smart. Thank you. On the 5th, it was like. Also wild in there. I remember that. Like, when I worked at Bake Shop, it was like, yeah, sometimes you'd open the door and bam, there's 20 people in line. And you were like, oh. Oh, no. I know. Actually, um. Which is sweet. It's true. That's awesome. I feel like the 5th of July is probably the busiest day of the year for every business in Lander. This year, it was our busiest day to date besides the eclipse. Really? I forgot about the eclipse, you guys. Remember that? That was a whole that situation. Was insane. Yeah, but Monday our line went out the door and around the building. I also love that people were like, no, I want bake shop, so I'm going to wait. Yeah. yeah. That's like a New York vibe, and I love it. That's you know, so Because people will wait in lines forever in New York. They're like, oh, an hour wait, I'll just stand here, no big deal. And I love that people did that for you. They did. Just shows your Some quality. Of it was a little sassy. But we dealt with that. I hope you yeah. were sassy right back. Oh, um, I was in the back. <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> I was I'll running your food forward. You yes. be up there. I'll be back here. Yeah. It'll be great. So tell us about your life before Lander. 
Where did you grow up? What were you doing? (laughs) What was your favorite thing to do? Tell me everything. Um, I grew up in Derby, Kansas. Where is that in Kansas? It is south of Wichita. Cool. Did you ever experience a tornado? Not... Like directly, but it was always all around. I'm really sad that you never got to put on ruby slippers. I'm sorry. Shoot. <laughs> I did have one birthday that we spent it in the basement. That's kind of because my birthday's in May, so it was April to like the first part of June is like high alert tornado time. Um, oh, tornadoes sure. are like my greatest fear, so that doesn't work out for me. I'll never live in Kansas. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but they're in Wyoming as well. I know! <laughs> I missed that one in Laramie, and it was like... That was crazy. Per- it was like perfectly shaped and everything, you know? And it was like a delicate death spiral. Obviously a death spiral, but like just the photos <laughs> of it, it and the way it moved. And I was like, damn, yo, I, I wish I could have... I wish I could have seen that, but, like, you know, from a safe distance. Like, I respect a tornado's distance. <laughs> I respect yeah, you gotta Mother respect Nature. Yeah. Um, also, what did you call it? A death twirl? De- death spiral. A yeah. death spiral. Great name for Great a name for that's That is punk. That's a that really is great way name. punk. Maybe a little borderline metal. Maybe. I, f- I feel like that might mm-hmm. exist already, even. It probably so, does. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody tell us in the comments later. Shout out to death spiral. Um. <laughs> anyway, Kansas... Tell us about Kansas. Yes. Born and raised in Kansas on a tree farm slash hobby farm. So what does a tree farm mean? So my dad's family had a nursery. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And we lived where they grew the trees. Big okay. trees. What kind of trees? Um, like, I don't remember. That's so cool. Kansas trees. <laughs> They're super Kansas-y. They're Kansas-y kind. I don't. I really don't remember what kind. Maples. So cool. I remember a lot of maples and oak trees. That kind of stuff. Did you go and lick maple trees? No. Not Shoot. that kind of maple. Oh, you couldn't just be like, Argh. but I did play <laughs> like sweet maple syrup. when they would dig up the trees. It left like massive holes, like bigger than your table, like way bigger than your table, and like cool. some of them went like waist deep, and some of them were like higher. So we would hop in and out of the holes and play hide and seek and tag. What? And it was really fun. That is so cool. <laughs> that is yeah. rad. As long as there were no leaves in it, because if there were leaves in it, there may have been a snake under there. So no. Hard I don't no. love that. No. Hard pass. Yeah. Hard Makes pass on the no. Hard pass <laughs> on the snake leaves. <laughs> not a great name yeah. for a band. Not, not Maybe no. a great name for a song? Snake leaves? Yeah. Or a drink. Or a drink. Could be and a drink. Geez. That is Maybe in October you can make a snake <laughs> leaves latte. <gasps> Fun. Creation at its finest. <laughs> I yes. Love it. Yes. So um, growing up in Kansas, what was some of your favorite stuff to do? Um, I played outside a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we had cows and horses, and I had chickens. And we had a huge garden, and we did 4-H. That was life. So it sounds like the transition to Wyoming wasn't like... It wasn't shocking at all. Too different. <laughs> That's cool. Sure. And what did, that, what did that transition look like for you coming to Wyoming? And you all um, coming here. Well, first, before we moved to Wyoming, I had to live in a big city first. Mm-hmm. So I lived in Kansas City and went to school. 
and kind of figured out city things, restaurant life, adulting, all that fun stuff. And then I got married and then we packed everything up and moved out here. So where's Matt from? Kansas City. Mm. I really want to sing you the song from Oklahoma about Kansas City, but I can't remember what it is. I just know that it's there. So someday I'm just going to burst into the bake shop and just sing you that song. Okay. It's going to be great. Kansas yeah. City boy. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys end up in Wyoming? Not even Kansas City boy. He's a Missouri boy. <gasps> I know. Whoa! So, like, Which side's the rad side? The, the Missouri, Missouri side, side is okay. the cool side. That's the hip side. If you say you're from Kansas City, Kansas, everyone's like, oh. <laughs> so if you say you're from Kansas City, Missouri, everyone is like, well, you're all right. You're really cool. Like, you're one of the cool ones. Um, well, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we did move back to Wichita. Matt went to grad school. And I did more adulting, and then a child was created, and then we moved out here. And then here you are. What was your favorite part of learning to adult? Not the paying bill oh situation. My gosh, no. I don't know. I think the worst one was my car got broken into, and it was the one night I didn't put the bar thing over the steering wheel. So I had a stick, of course. Well, yeah. yeah. And the guy that tried to steal my car realized halfway through jamming the screwdriver into the steering column jabbing it in the steering column to like spark it to start um he realized it was stick (laughs) (laughs) i didn't either screwdriver is still in there and realized it was stick and then he left after he had smashed my window into all over my seat i was supposed to be at work i worked in the restaurant of course I was supposed to be at work, and I had to call and be like, hey, listen, my car just got broken into. I'm not going to be there. I have no way to get there, and i got to deal with this because now I have an open car in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of rough, but not. Yeah. Yeah. So then I had to, you know, figure out how to fix it. I mean, Matt helped me, but I still had to, like, pony up the money. (laughs) Yeah, the money's. Here's the money to fix this. So not your favorite part of adulting. Not my favorite part of adulting, no. Did you Do you have an experience when you moved to the big city that you just remember so well? I think the best part about, like, the big Kansas City was just there was always something going on. There was always opportunity and always something to do. I enjoyed yeah. that thoroughly. Yeah, where you could just pop in somewhere and, I was, and be like, what's going on here? Yeah, I was young enough and I was like, cool, you want to go do this? Okay, concert tickets? Cool, let's go. Like, no. it was... It was really fun. What what concerts were you seeing? I don't remember. For sure. <laughs> I saw Dave Matthews. Nice. I saw um, R.E.M. I saw... I went to um, Lollapalooza. <gasps> yeah. That was a, like a whole weekend of stuff, but I, I think I only had tickets for like one of the days, and it was just... I just remember like everybody was just hot... <laughs> Yeah. It was really hot and it was really fun. Yeah, Blues Traveler played. <gasps> and I'm not going to lie to you, the harmonica solo lasted for like Forever? an hour and a half. And I was like, okay. That guy has some chops. Yeah. Like, legitimately, to play the harmonica for that long, like, you have to have some jaw muscle. So then, Rusted Root was the other one. Yeah, I thought, oh, they were fantastic. Oh, I bet they were yeah. so fun. Mm hmm. So how did you, you should know this, Jordan. We'll talk about music all the time. I'm going to bring up old bands, and you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> In all fairness, he'll like, tell me a hip-hop artist, and I'm like, 
Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. Or country. I'm so oh, bad at country, me, guys. Yeah. Me I'm either. so bad at it. Yeah. Country was the thing that I, like, you're supposed to be into in, in Wyoming or something. But folk and bluegrass filled that hole that country never yeah. could for me. And yeah. so I feel good. Yeah, unless I'm swing dancing on the street somewhere with Joel Diefbaugh. Hi, Joel. I don't care. What up, Joel? <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Um, so then how did you guys end up in Wyoming? Hmm. Um, Matt got... A job at CWC as an adjunct. Um, so what happened was um, 9-11 is what happened. And oh. all of the... When they started talking about terrorists and um, all the money they were going to need to help with solving problems, um, they cut funding to colleges and art departments got cut first. Because of course they did. If, everybody, if yeah. we went around the world and got rid of all of the music and all of the art... Mm-hmm. Do you think people then would understand how important it actually is? Some would. It makes me want to die a little on yeah. the inside. <laughs> it, I think everybody else would want to die on the inside, too, if we got rid of all of that stuff. I think in the United States, not that many people would notice. But oh, if so you were sad. to talk about Europe, mm. it would yeah, be a they much would... bigger deal. Yeah. So had you been to Wyoming before when he yes. was... Okay. And what was, like, going through y'all's mind? Was it... Were y'all excited to come to Wyoming? Was it kind of like, oh, man? Well, so I had just had our oldest child. Mm -hmm. And um, it could be that I keep on and keep working with the restaurant group that I worked for, and he stays home with her. (laughs) Or he goes to work, and I stay home with her for a while. Can't you just a little bitty baby? Yeah, just a little baby. So we opted with... Matt gets the job with the great insurance. Mm-hmm. So he applied to all these places. Bend, Oregon, um, Juneau, Alaska. Um, there was several other... He was finalist in all of these several places, like five places. Cool. And <clears throat> one by one, the funding got cut. And Riverton was the one that was like, CWC said, we'll... We've got a position for you. Can you come on? We'll get you full-time as soon as possible. So, like, it was one semester of half-time. Cool. And then it was full-time after that. I actually remember when he started, because I was running running around in the theater department at that time as a young child, and I remember being like, is that the new art instructor? I was just a baby then. <laughs> um, I remember seeing you at said first child's um, kindergarten <gasps> class when you were Belle. Because Chantel brought us in. Mm-hmm. Were we dressed in costume you then? You were. I have a picture. <laughs> a paper picture. <laughs> I need, you had to go a get regular developed. photo yeah. I had developed. I need that. <laughs> it's pretty great. I have to say, she has not changed a bit. Me? Yeah. Stop. I have. <laughs> no. I have one big wrinkle, which I love this wrinkle because I got it in New York because it's stressful there. <laughs> It's just right there. <laughs> going right across, going across and, not yeah. like, and it's right here. Does it have New York like written into it? Yo, oh, 100%. <laughs> you look around and everybody in New York has the same wrinkle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, there's just so much pollution and shit there, you know? So you're just like dirty and gross and tired. And oh. I probably was constantly doing this. Holy shit. You know, with my eyebrows. <laughs> so got the one wrinkle. Yeah, there was yeah. a point. I remember the moment I knew that I had to leave Midtown because I was working in a Broadway theater 
And so it was like, it was on 43rd Street. So I always had to get out in Times Square and always had to get back on the train in Times Square. Oh, jeez. And I remember the moment where I was like, you got to get out of Midtown. Was I started like throwing elbows at people to get through so I could get to my office. And I just was like, like throwing elbows. I'm like, you're getting too hard up here. You got to go down south. Like, find somewhere south. Go <laughs> Go downtown, because it was just, you know, you just, there's so many people. Yeah. And they forget that people work there, and they just stand there. You know, like, ha! <laughs> so, that would be so annoying. That was the one wrinkle, and the, you've officially reached New Yorker level of hardness. Like, Sweet. Go downtown. This is a badge. <laughs> <laughs> so you came to Lander. So, <laughs> back to you being in Lander. So did you guys get here, and you were like, we're going to live in Lander. Yeah, so I mostly had been to Jackson because my sister lived there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, she still lives there. Yeah. I did know this. Yeah. She was doing an internship at the Forest Service in their architecture department. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, she was designing campgrounds. Sweet. Yeah, so like the one at Green River Lakes. You've been to Green River Lakes? Yeah. Oh, man, I love that place. It's so beautiful. Did she she design the campground there? Mm -hmm. The newer campground there. What? Amazing. That's badass. That's I didn't even super know rad. that you could have that as a job. But yeah, obviously, because somebody needs to do it. That was her job for a while. And then she's, yeah. That's so cool. So, so we cool. would spend like a week at Green River Lakes and then we'd go to Jackson and do Yellowstone and the whole hoo ha. So I hadn't Sweet. been through Lander. My mom and dad had been through Lander. Turned out Lander was my dad's most favorite place. Really? Yes. He loved Did Lander. Did he say why? He just loved the town. It was small, everyone was nice. You could meet any other old fart in the other coffee shops, and they'd be like, yeah. cool, come over and sit down with us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hence the community table at Lander Bake Shop. <gasps> That's so cool! Transition oh. into the community <laughs> table at Lander Bake Shop. I do love that table. Yeah. Really? Well, because of COVID, we had to take the big table yeah. out. Yeah. So then I put the little table over there. Yeah. And it's nice. And I had somebody comment to me. They were like, you know, it's really great. I see families sitting around there, like generational families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sitting around the black table. And they're like, obviously, it's like a farmhouse looking kind of table that's chunky legs and all that. So then, so how long were you here before you decided to open the bake shop? We moved here in 2002. We opened the doors in October 2014. I started working on it... Probably like the end of 2013. And was that always a dream of yours, to have a bake shop? Yeah. Not necessarily the bake shop, but to have something that I created. So, I I mean, do you recall all the old coffee shops? Jordan, do you recall all the old coffee shops? I recall a few of them. I do. There was... What was that one? The folklore. (laughs) Folklore. Was folklore the one that was like... Kind of dark and played uh-huh. lots of jazz and yep. yeah, yeah, I do. Remember. Hey Shane, <laughs> hey buddy, hi Shane. <laughs> I do remember um, folklore. That one and Global Arts were the two that were kind so of. So Global in my... Arts was first, and that was mm-hmm. Ed and Cheryl DeLong. Yes, who I am still friends with. I got their really? blessing mm. for the bake shop. Oh, yes. that's whoa, badass. that's way cool. And Marsha of the. Original coffee shop over on First Street. What was the uh, Second Street? Sorry, the Magpie. Magpie. Joe worked at the Magpie, and so did Janine Lefevre. They both worked there. Did they really? Yeah, I know. See, that was open when we moved here, and we used to go to Story Time at the library, and then we would meet for coffee at the Magpie. Mm. And then the Magpie closed and transitioned to a few other things. 
um, yeah. and other people. And then Folklore opened. Wasn't Shane that originally opened it, it was somebody else. I remember that. Um, and then Shane and Jess took it over. They closed, and then it was Old Town Coffee, which I have to say I never frequented Old Town Coffee. I yeah. didn't either. And then Apple Valley opened. <gasps> Apple Valley. Yeah. I, I love did their burritos. Yeah. Oh, those burritos were so good. Apple Valley was the one I... I don't know if I ever made it in there. And I feel shame surrounding that oh wow that's so sad yeah it was a good i one. feel bad for you not having an apple valley experience i feel yeah, bad there for were me lots too. of apple valleys because like we used to go there this was in my like major party days and you'd go there after a saturday night and you'd get a burrito and coffee and it was like the best thing ever the breakfast jordan was like on a plate that was bigger than any other breakfast plate that it should have possibly been on. And Jerry was the guy that cooked everything, and he oh, was so amazing. Good. I mean, I had some Biscuits. really good times mm. in there. Yeah. Uh, Paul Primrose's 40th birthday party in there. Fluffy Buffalo played. It was oh, really fun. Fluffy and one of the most memorable concerts that I've ever been to, Half-Handed Cloud, because it was... The weirdest thing I've ever experienced. What was it? Half-handed cloud. It was he was an as a kid. Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Half-handed clown. A what? great name for a band, though. Half-handed clown. No cloud. Cloud for our audience listeners. Um, which was, I mean, he was great, but it was like very indie, very like asthmatic kitty. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was like 2010-ish, right? Yeah, Joe Somewhere and I started right dating in 2009. And I hadn't lived in New York yet, so like weird art moments like this were not a thing that I'd ever experienced. I think this was probably my first like really like artsy, like you kind of got to like set aside every preconceived notion about any concert you'd ever been to and just like be there. I remember it was on their back patio and he had a backpacking backpack frame without the backpack and he had printed like a bunch of really famous people on it like they looked like they were sketched on there and it was on a cardboard and it was sketched in a cloud that this sat above him as he played so he had the backpack frame on with the the cloud above it and he played like an organ and he was very good a very talented musician just like not something I would have ever just ventured into on my own. At Apple Valley Market. At Apple Valley Market. And <laughs> I remember a moment specifically where, where he like picked up his trombone and he would put it through the backpack frame so he could play it. <laughs> like he would play on the organ and then he'd pause and he'd pick up the, the trombone and play it. And then he'd put that down and he'd continue playing. And at one point he had like an old tape recorder that he'd recorded all of his harmonies on and the batteries had died. I mean, like it was like... It I'd never like seen performance anything. art. It was. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and he was a really talented musician, but I had never... Yeah, it was performance art for sure. Were people vibing with him? Were people Yeah, like, I think everybody was like, this is weird, but this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I saw some weird shit in New York too, and you're just like, this is weird, but also... I can vibe with this. Like, yeah. you know, it's a whole different yeah. ballgame. But yeah, Apple Valley Market. And all of those people there probably made his whole day. Like, yes. All these people are here to hear me play. It was packed. That's so It exciting. was packed, yeah. 
And a lot of people had heard him before, and I had not. But So was he... Did you say he was from Lander, or he was just no, traveling he, through? Well, he was part of Asthmatic Kitty Records okay. in Lander, which is Sufjan right. Stevens' record label. Right. Right, and so... Didn't Sufjan do a show at, at Apple Valley Market, too? No, Global Arts, I believe. Joe can clarify that, because he was there. But Man, there were so many people that played at Global Arts. So many! That was like also my first introduction to music in a coffee shop, which is how you and I officially met was that moment. Uh I'll never forget it. I remember being like, I would love to do this thing. (laughs) And I think the bake shop would be the perfect place to do it. I mean, I guess we had met previously to that, but like, we didn't really know each other. And I remember sitting at the table with you and being like, I want to do this thing. And you're like, okay. And I was like, really? You're like, yeah. And that was it. (laughs) And Unplugged was born. How easy that was. I know. (laughs) Which is like, you know, because we've been talking about the Lander community in general. Anytime you want to do something, people are just like, okay, how can I help you? Like, yeah. literally at yeah. any point in time. Did you it have a lot of that cool. with the bake shop, like, when you were starting it? Or was or did all of that kind of come later? Well, some of that kind of came a little bit later. But, I mean, like, getting it all started, we were trying really hard to do it all ourselves. Like, yeah. I mean, not, like, building everything. But, like, just the capital to get it all going. We're like, no, we got this. We got this. And then we we're like, oh... <laughs> oh shit, we don't got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then from then it just turned into, oh, I have a guy. I mean, I had a guy. I got a guy for everything. Matt, and I yeah. used to say that the whole time building it. I got a guy. I got a guy that'll fix this. I got a guy that can fix that. I That's got a guy so that can put cool. this together. Sweet. And they're all local people. It's kind of nice. What's like the wildest experience that you've had at Bake Shop? Oh my gosh. <laughs> However you want to interpret that. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of wild things that happen. I mean, there'll be days when, like, if something's going to go wrong, it's a snowball. I mean, you've been there for those days where you're like, okay, so this group head isn't working now, and this one's spewing out something else. We got one that works. The coffee brewer decided it's going to go lukewarm today. The grinder isn't going to work, so then I got to call my guy. You're like, can you come fix my stuff? And at the same time, you know, like a burner in the back will like poof up and you're like, oh, okay, what else you got today? So we've decided that, and I don't think this is true, but it's kind of fun to say that we have a ghost in the shop. Ooh, a haunted bake shop. I see. <laughs> Jordan's like, I'm glad I know this now and not then. <laughs> I know, yeah. So, well, I'm not there opening up at five in the morning. Like, everything's... <laughs> Mostly, it's like when you're there at night doing baking things. Like, okay. you'll see, so, hear something fall in another room. Yeah, and you just or can't you, explain like, those things. Or you, like, see something, like, movement somewhere in there. And you're like, okay... I'm kind of getting weirded out, and we've named him Frank, so I don't know if Frank is real or not. I don't think so, but it's fun to, when something weird happens, you're like, okay, Frank, seriously? What if he just continues to do stuff because he's like, my name is not Frank! (laughs) Well, we've even asked him, like, if your name isn't Frank, you know, we're really sorry, but you have no way to tell us, so we're calling you Frank, dude. That's wonderful. It's like Nosferatu. He could order something and then uh, just, like... You could get the tickets with the name, you know, and maybe like nobody's ordering something, and that's how you find out. We find out what the name of the ghost is. Frank, if you're listening, please take that cue. 
I think Frank lives in the basement, too. You have a basement? I do have a basement. You've been in the basement, haven't you? Is it super creeps? I've never been in the basement. Mm. Oh, it was creepy till we had lights put in, and now it's not creepy. You didn't have lights in there before? <laughs> You're like, sure, I'll just go down there lightless. Did yeah, you take a kind of... gas lamp? <laughs> Pilgrim <laughs> uniform? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Looking for dough. <laughs> it's got to be down here. <laughs> Well, before it was, of course, the bake shop, it was numerous other things. Um, it was a clothing shop, a mercantile, a bar, various restaurants. I know businesses. upstairs there used to be a group that did improv. Thanks, Bob Cusa. Hope you're listening. Hi, buddy. Good day. Um, yeah, so when we first started digging through things, um, in the basement, we found like a bunch of baby clothes and kid clothes, like old retail clothes. Don't they were that. just like oh. in the basement. The girls were totally freaked out about that. My dad, my grandpa did say, I think it was that building he said was a toy store at once. Yeah, yeah. There was all oh. kinds of weird things down in the basement, and we're like, oh, Ooh. oh, that really gives me. The that is the EVGVs. <laughs> yeah, and then like in the ceiling, we found. Um, Please don't say bodies. No. <laughs> <laughs> a brochure for Fox Theater, like a movie theater. Hmm. Like shove, you know how people shove newspapers and stuff yeah. and all like, someday someone's going to find this. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, we found it. It's in my office if you That's ever want to see so it. That's so cool. That is way cool. Yeah. Yeah, because the Grand at one point was the hotel, correct? I think oh, it was. was they it? have a little thing in their window and I think I walked by there and was like, oh, that was the hotel at one point? Cool. It's very exciting. But the first woman-owned business on Main Street was the bake shop building. Really? Mm-hmm. And what was that business? Do you know? It was the Mercantile. That's rad. You can read about it in the Pioneer Museum. <laughs> I'm going to go there. Like, that's a bake shop. What are you talking about? That's awesome, though. Yeah. What is the most requested drink at the bake shop? Mm, really great question. <laughs> Let's talk about the delicious caramel macchiato. Ooh. <laughs> macchiato. Not what you think. What is a macchiato? A macchiato is two shots with a little bit of cream and a drop of foam. Not what people are expecting. Not what people order. So you don't put the caramel drizzle down your plastic cup and... No. <laughs> no. Shoot. Oh, but I do for a caramel latte. I do that. Well, sure, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, sure. What's your favorite drink that you make? Do you have like a specialty drink for yourself? Um, You know, it's kind of... Um, boring but i drink an oat milk latte with raw sugar sprinkled on top so that the sugar can caramelize on the foam shane will know that drink (laughs) hey shane um i (laughs) have been drinking that forever well because that's one of my favorite things to do too is just get a latte with a little bit of sugar and the raw on top but i haven't done it with oat milk yet oat Oat milk milk is the thing this year how much oat milk do you go through so much oat milk like probably three or four cases of oat milk a week a lot yeah Holy smokes. Yeah. I feel like we didn't... When I was working there, we didn't have oat milk. That was, no, it wasn't like a brand new thing. You were having soy lattes. Yeah. yeah. I was probably doing soy then. Jordan, what's your so, favorite drink in the bake shop? Yeah. It depends whether it's hot or cold. I... I like cold brew, and I like the drip, and that's usually like, this, like a medium roast, and that's what I'll go for. But I also like... Like an iced latte, like an iced caramel sauce latte. Sometimes I'll have like a macchiato. When I was working at Bake Shop, 
I would have a shot of espresso mm -hmm. with some caramel sauce in there. That got me all pepped up. <laughs> that was like my shift mm -hmm. drink, you know? <laughs> I have four <laughs> drinks that I love to get at the bake shop. My number one always is an iced Americano Cubano style. Uh -huh. I will never get sick of those. I love them so much. I also just love a plain latte. Mm -hmm. I love an Irish cream latte. And then the London Fog. That London, I oh, crave that London, London fog. fog. And I'll go other places and be like, this is going to be great. I'm like, nope, it's not Angie's. Like, the same with quiche. You've like... You, ruined the quiche. You have ruined quiche for me. <laughs> because I will go places. I will go places. <laughs> An order quiche, and it's not great, but the bake shop has amazing quiche, and it's because, I mean, I had shitty quiche for years, and then, like, I tried quiche at bake shop, and I was like, oh, like, this, this is, is what quiche. it's supposed to taste like. Oh, okay. I've been making that quiche since I was, um, 20 years old. Oh, so it's had a lot of time. It's had a lot of time. Um, if you were to eat one item at bake shop for the rest of your life, and you could only eat that item... What would that be? Oh, wow. Probably the breakfast sandwich with bacon on it. Oh, and with yes. those long so cheese. Yes, 100%. Oh. On a plain bagel. I don't like all the frilly bagel things. I like the plain, plain bagel. bagel. Oh, I'm a sesame gal. Oh, wait, it's no, wait, like wait, wait, wait. Plain. I do like sesame. Like sesame you add a little on. bit of... A slept on. It yeah. is the sleeper bagel, isn't Sesame's it? Sesame is amazing. It'd be slept on, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I do love a good everything, but once you discover the sesame, there's no going back. Yeah. So do you know people in town by their coffee orders? Oh, yeah. God, that was my favorite part about working at a coffee shop. Is like, I, I know people still. <laughs> yeah, still know. I'm like, that dude gets, like, I know how to ring it up. And this is, like, how much it costs. And Or um, the, the, the guy who comes in and every day would get a 2% latte. And I was, like, I was ready for him. I was you ready for him. Know. I saw that dude walk in the door and it was, like, it was on. Yeah, sometimes you don't even know their name. You're just like, you're the caramel mocha latte guy. Yeah. Like, you just know them by their order. Okay, this is a question I'm asking all of our guests. Yeah. What is your favorite odd Wyoming smell? Odd Wyoming smell. Yeah. What, give me a location. It, I mean, it can be... Like, anywhere? Anywhere. Like... We both talk, it's not odd, but we love like the smell of rain and sage. But like my odd one is I love the smell of the sinks. Like when you go down into the, like where it actually goes underneath, it's got like a very ocean smell without the salt. Mm -hmm. And it's weird, but I love it. Okay. So there's only one time of year and I believe it is out at Johnny because, you know, I mountain bike all the time. Yeah. And Johnny's my favorite place to go. Um, there is one spot out there, and I think it's either juniper or cedar, when it is blooming, like it's budding and making all its smells and everything, and it's only for like one or two weeks in the spring. And it's just That the smell, best. I just have to sit there, I stop, and I just have to like absorb it. It smells so good. And then I'll sneeze later. That's so cool. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. I mean, yeah. it's only, it is literally two weeks that you get my favorite, <sighs> one of my favorites. What are some favorite movies of yours? Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That is a great what? movie. What? Angie, that's one of your favorite movies? I love that so movie. cool. <laughs> 16 Candles, though, is my all-time favorite because it goes Whoa. back to teen years. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, every year on my birthday, I watch 16 Candles. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Jake Ryan. <sighs> babe. Total babe. Very, very <laughs> babe. 
<laughs> very babe. Yeah. That's oh, so fun. I don't know. I'll rewatch movies a lot. Just because I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch. I just want to just stare at the screen mm-hmm. and zone out. What's your go-to zone out? I'm lovesick on Netflix. I have not seen Lovesick. I was like, is that have you seen movie? Lovesick? It's a show. It's no, a I haven't series. seen it. Oh, I was thinking of The Big Sick. Also a great oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I have seen The Big yeah. Sick. It's a great movie. Fun fact, I haven't really seen anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, I'll tell you, like, the whole time I was going through culinary school, and even, like, my first few years of working... He'd be like, okay, we're going to watch a movie, rent a movie, go through the whole ordeal of renting, going to a video store and renting the movie and bringing it home. And then like five minutes in, I'm out out. cold. I've I've seen a lot of movies that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, behind the eyelids. Mm -hmm. Um, I've grown a lot in my relationship with Joe because he is a movie head. And so I've seen a lot of things because of him. So what's your favorite part about Lander? Um, You know, I really like... Things like this. Like people like, I mean, the way people get together, the way people know each other and how like, I mean, Jordan grew up here and lived here forever. Mm -hmm. You did not grow up here, but you have lived here for a very long time. Yeah. And yet all of us have like come together and it's, it's almost like everyone, you can kind of pour yourself into the town and be a part of it if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't choose to. Yeah. And people can actually come together and help each other, like, in in a nice way. Or, I mean, not in, like, a needy kind of way. Like, just be friends. Yeah. And, yeah. You, feel, and you feel like you've known these people your whole life. Like, I mean, I had a whole lifetime before, like, a childhood and, and all this other stuff where... You know, all of, I, I thought, like, gosh, what's adult life going to be like? Am I going to be with all these people I knew from high school? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I meet all these other people. I'm like, God, yeah, you know, you've had same experiences, like, similar, not the same, but kind of similar, you know. Everyone grew up and had experiences, and it's neat that we can all be adults and kind of experience, yeah. share our experiences. I don't know, does that make any sense? Yes, it no, makes totally. perfect sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's it's like I've known everybody forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known, I mean, I've seen you as, like, a kid. You know, there are some kids around town, like, that are adults now. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember you from, like, elementary school. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. for instance, the Manwood children. I mean, I see them as adults now, and I'm like, God, I feel like, I feel like everything is just kind of like, like a swirl, like an evolving, and, and like, I can plug you into my adulthood like yeah. you can leave and go away and do your experience and come back and still be plugged in do you feel that way do you feel like you can like kind of come in and out and like you're not just a child anymore like you're able to be a part of the community as an adult i don't know i feel like i'm still kind of trying to like wrap my mind around it and how i how i fit into all of that i can relate to um it's so funny i was having this conversation the other night at the lb because there are kids working at the LB that when I worked at the ice rink, I served them. And I was like working at the ice rink and it was an awesome gig, but obviously like I I didn't want to just work at the ice rink forever. And that would have been impossible because it's July and it's like 95 right now. But (laughs) I was like, I was working the little job and serving them. And they were like the little kids having fun. And now I'm like a quote unquote adult and they're working the job and they're going to have little kids that they serve 
And those little kids are then going to be uh-huh. working the job. And they're, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, that that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Swirling transition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird. But I have to say, though, when Jordan worked for me, you've grown, like, grown as a human immensely. I mean, it's it's been fun watching all of your changes, even from, like... I mean, I, I heard car boys. We all know the car boys. So you know, like, where did they go? Oh, yeah, they're at college. Probably at UW. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's the same story for, I mean, most most kids. You know, they leave. They go mm-hmm. to UW. They come back and the seasons and, you know, yeah. the seasonal things, Christmas, whatever, summer, whatever, work the jobs, go away. I mean, you do that for like four years. Go, come back. Go, come back. You were with me for a little while mm-hmm. and you were like... I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know about adulting. Yeah. I remember this whole conversation with you. It's all right that I can say that. Yeah. No, it is all right. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how, I don't know what kind of adulting I want to do. Yeah. And And what did I say to you? Do you remember? I just remember you being like, I remember sitting and having multiple conversations. Yes, we did have multiple conversations. Where like, I did feel lost and I did feel... I mean, just like in a kind of low part of my life, you know what I mean? Like where I was, uh, where I was, where I was struggling and, and you, you have just always kind of like one been there for me, but kind of offered that space and, and offered since I'm going to be like a social worker or whatever, one of the theories that informs my practice is attachment theory and circle of security is kind of like this idea that people that that have that secure base it's like essential so once you have that secure base as a human then you can like go out and wander and kind of explore knowing that you have that secure base to come back to and that's what you've offered me in a lot of different ways and offered others as well you know if if I want to put it like in a social worky kind of way, yeah, yeah, you've offered that secure base, like that that spot where people know they can come back and kind of I don't know figure your shit out and then move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you say to him? Do you have a specific memory of what you said to him? I just told, I remember telling him, you don't have to know what you want to do or what you want to be, but do it well. Yep. And you don't have to have the answers. Because does anyone? By the way, that was the thing, like, and I remember saying, like, and I, he wasn't the only one. There's several where I was like, you don't have to have life's answers at 25 years old, at 20 years old, at 27 years old, at 30 years old. You don't have to have the answers. Yeah. Because everything changes. Your life can change very quickly. Do you whether you have control or not? Like an adult. Do you ever get Fortunately, to the, yes, I, I was do. Like, do you ever get to the point where you start feeling like an adult? Because I still yeah. feel like I'm like 14 and I had, you know. I'm not going to lie. There's times where I feel like, yes, I am like free 20-year-old. I remember like, because I knew Matt like when we were younger. And we're like, yeah, we have an age to bed. And then we really look at each other and we're like, <laughs> you're like shit, you're old. <laughs> wow, look at her gray. Whoa, I'm look so at, tired. Look at your New York wrinkle. Shoot. It's coming in. I earned it. But I mean, that's part of knowing people. Like, that was the thing. Like, kids growing up, yeah, sure, you have friends at your own age. But you can, when you're an adult, you have friends that are not your own age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have All friends that are my age, but I have friends that are, you know, 
in their 20s, in their 70s. I have a If you don't have that and you can't use their experiences and their life story to kind of help you learn, you're not doing it right. For sure. Because I feel the same way. I'm like thinking about all of my friends and later, and it's a very wide range of people. Mm-hmm. Age range, experiences, like where they're from. It's super cool to have that kind of community. And I feel like it's fairly easy to find that in Lander. I don't know about I other places, like it but... I feel that, And that's the rare thing about Lander. Yeah. I really do. I don't know that that's everywhere. I honestly don't. I think yeah. it's kind of unique to here. I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, there could be like places like other cities or something that have something similar to that, but... Yeah. Most of those places, when you think about it, like, I don't have immediate family here. Like, my sister's in Jackson, yeah, but the rest of them are in Kansas or Missouri or Texas. So I don't have, like, you know, when everyone's like, we get together with the family, we're getting together with this, we're getting together, you know, grandma and grandpa are here, and they have, you know, everybody's together. I don't have that here, so I have had to create that with other people. Like, you've had your grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, everyone here. You have your mom here. You know, mm-hmm. Right. I don't have that. I have to go back home to have that, and it's for, like, a week. Yeah. So it brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. What is the vibe of Lander to you? Like, how would you explain it? Lander's kind of, I don't know, home. Like, it's that place you can leave and always come back and always just kind of take a deep breath here. Pull yourself back together, take your deep breath, and then go do whatever it is you're going to do. And maybe come back. Maybe not. And that's okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's Deep thoughts with Angie. You can have your own podcast. Deep thoughts with Angie. Angie. In the basement of the bake shop. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's 80s music playing in the back. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Every time I turn on 80s music, everyone's like, God, again? (laughs) Like, come on. You listen to something new? No. You're like, no. No. You were going to, I think you were going to ask a question. Oh, we mentioned mountain biking. What can you, and you are an avid mountain biker Mm -hmm. and somebody in the community who has organized a special thing for, for mountain bikers, the Jurassic Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sponsor. What, what can you tell us about the Jurassic Classic? It's awesome. You get to ride bikes all day long and be with other people that ride bikes all day long and eat lots of food and everybody drinks beer and watches mountain biking videos and Fine. the thing about mountain biking though the people that mountain bike are completely different from like climbers fest yeah yeah it's a whole di- it's mountain like- bikers are like this is my bike this is like look at it i'll tell you about it but i'm gonna go right now yeah whereas like climbers it's like I did this, I come, like, let's all gather and discuss all of the things that I did over here. Like, if you go to the, the summer, go to the Climbers Festival, like, even the trade fair or any of that kind of stuff, and just kind of look around, just kind of observe the people, which I love to do. I love to observe people. Yeah. And then go to, like, the Mountain Bike Festival. Totally different vibe. Totally different. Oh, I bet. That is right. Well, and I can, like, picture... Just the people I know who mountain bike and the people I know who climb. And they are like, they have a similar thread, I think, in like the love for the outdoors and like doing something very gritty. Like both of those things are not for the faint of heart. Like you can't just like get on a bike and like ride, you know, you you like have to be a gritty like person to be like, I'm just going to go ride down this mountain. You know, so I think there's like that, that through everybody, but they are very different vibes. I think I would like to mountain bike, 
but I feel the same way about it that I feel about jumping hurdles. Terrified. <laughs> like, I know I could do it, but do I try? I mean, it... I'd go riding with you, Angie. I would totally take you riding. <laughs> I'd be like, I wouldn't be scared with Angie, but maybe other people would be like, listen. Hit some sick jumps. <laughs> oh, do you hit jumps? Do not know how old I am. Yeah, no, I do not do jumps. No, Angie. <laughs> no. We're going to work our way up to it. She's going to teach me how to do it, and then we'll both find a small jump. You get like, I mean, you like go off of air. a rock, you know, like I'll like, I don't yeah. know how tall the rock. I mean, do I'm not going it? like feet. No. No t- No Superman? <laughs> I don't Superman on purpose. <laughs> I don't Superman that on purpose. No. No. I mean, yeah. There may have been a few falls that I'm like, God, how did I even do that? Like, that was way over there. And how did I manage to hit that? And wow, I'm, oh, my phone's over there. Oh, wow. Wow. I like, that was impressive. When did you start mountain biking? Um, when we moved out here. So you've been doing yeah, but, Well, okay, no, not 100% when we moved out here. I told Matt I wanted to mountain bike, and he was like, I don't know, like, this is before the trails really got developed. Oh, yeah. Like, the bus loops was kind of a thing, but not really. There was more horses out there and hikers, and dogs, of course. And then Johnny just had the draw to the two-track. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Red Ridge was not yeah. there, Johnny on top was not there, and there was, like, horse... And cow trail and stuff that everybody was riding. Tubeless tires were not a thing then. So you'd get stickers in your tires. You always had to have an extra tube with you. That's you probably wild. Into stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Maddie, 2008 or so. Okay. Somewhere in there. So you're like expert biking. level. No. No. Expert Angie. I have I'm a push level now. <laughs> I've yeah. got a flush bike where like, I'm this just is like, this is fun. Like yeah. a Cadillac of mountain biking kind of. Yeah, plus size tire. Like, Sweet. Like you're I can ride the couch. sand and it's yeah. okay. I have a cool. question. Um, it seems like, and I don't mountain bike as well, but it seems like there's been a ton of trail development in the Lander area. Yes. As of late. Mm-hmm. Do you think Lander will go gangbusters for mountain biking like the climbing community here? So that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, there are projects that are waiting to be approved. Oh, I see. And waiting for funding to get in place to finish some projects. Mm. Like, they're always doing trail improvements and stuff like that. Um, Our trails are busier than we've ever seen. I mean, some days you're biking with 50 of your closest friends. Not your friends. And then other (laughs) days, I'll go up there and I'm all by myself. Yeah. Which is lovely. But it's, there are there are several projects hoping to be approved for in the works for our area. We are kind of in um, a, like central in this state, right? So Jackson has trails, Green River has some, Pinedale has some, um, Casper has some, but nobody has trails like we do. Maybe the closest is like Kurt Gowdy, huh? Down by Laramie. Like nobody has as many. As many trails as we do, or not so much as many, but like the variety, because we have the bus, we have Johnny, we have the canyon, and we have Brewers. Yeah, it really is, and so I mean, fun. all of those trails were hand dug. That's so bold. So Upper Brewers, they got machine, they got the grant for the machine to do it, and they just just zip right through. Like it took no time at all. I didn't know that. Yeah, I really love that. Like 
I feel like all of the projects here, people just do them by hand. Like, maybe they have something to help them, but, like, they really pour their heart and soul into everything. They do. Like, no matter what it is. It's like, oh, we want some really badass biking trails. Let's just dig them by hand. No big deal. Wyoming's so gritty. I love it so much. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's so cool. But there's there's a lot, hopefully, coming up. I mean, we have two bike shops in town. Yeah. Not very many towns of our size have two bike shops. Yeah. Yeah. Two thriving bike shops, too. Not just, like... Yeah. They're both excellent bike shops. That's right. so awesome. Yeah. All right, Angie. I'll go biking with you. Okay. We can start on the dam over at Fry Lake. What what animal would you ride in on battle? My Francis. Francis is a German shepherd puppy. Sweet. Mix. He's a mutt. He's got a perma smile. Yeah. So you don't think he's going to be mean, but I think, he, I think he could tear something up. Okay. He's gone after some porcupines. Right. Got quilled twice in the nose. And he was just like, what else? And we pulled oh. him out and he didn't whimper at all. So he's a little tough what? guy. Yeah. He's a tough guy. That's who so you're riding into battle. That's who I'm going into battle with. My Francis. Cool. I'm taking a moose. 100%. Oh. Heck yeah. Uh, I am riding a giant sunfish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why the sunfish? What's that? Why the sunfish? Have you seen how those things are shaped? Shaped like a, like a frisbee, but... Um, a frisbee that is like <laughs> rolling on the ground, you know what I mean? And yeah. they're huge. Like I'm, t- I'm not talking about like like if you look up a photo. If everybody listening, if you look up a photo of sunfish, and it shows you like a little like halibut looking. No, I'm talking about like the giant ones, like off the coast of Portugal. Huge, <laughs> huge fins, and they're like twelve feet. That's probably an exaggeration. They're really tall. You would have to go through the sunfish to get to me on top of the sunfish. So it would already be like... So you're going to battle in the water or... Oh, no. that I mean, this is my world. <laughs> it's going to grow legs and come right out? Yes. Your simulation. That's a whole other yes. conversation we could have. Yeah. Are we in a simulation or not? Jordan's simulation will have a giant sunfish that he can ride. That's right. I control. <laughs> control the sunfish. Thank you so much for yeah, being thanks, on. Angie. Well, thanks for having me. Is there anything that you want to leave us with? Go enjoy summer. It's only going to last a little while longer than the snow comes. Yeah. Catch your bake shop. Catch me at bake shop, too. Catch me at bake shop, town, for sure. Every day, dude. Just see us all at the bake shop. We're all <laughs> yeah, there all the time. We're going to be there all the time. <laughs> uh, this is Jordan. This is Amara. This is Deerlander. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>